And here we are with the Michael Anthony show once again. Our stomachs are churning, our knees are weak, and our hearts are broken. As we watch our souls slowly evaporate above our heads and into the abyss, we are far from surprised about how the beautiful game has been more or less officially destroyed. But that don't make it any easier. Before news broke this week, we were scheduled to have childhood hero and footballing legend, the one and only Louis Saha, on the show. And part of me thought of pulling it. Fuck it. Part of me thought of cancelling the show. Or will I just let the world have it into the microphone? But I didn't trust myself. I'm too angry. I also didn't see any harm in hearing the opinions and receiving the insight of somebody who's been at the front line, somebody who's made thousands happy, just to see if it could make a little bit more sense. We're not playing the intro on the MA show this week, as there's no point in pretending there's any way of dancing through this particular thunderstorm. We're in this together, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody who has had a football team develop a relationship with their spirit throughout their life. Here we go, Louis Saha. Louis, I'd like to start with a thank you. Thank you for the memories. How are you doing, my man? Thank you. Yeah, very good. Um, yes, like everyone, a bit uh, a bit baffled by a, a few news. Uh, yeah, there is I think it's going on in the football world. So, but yeah, mainly personally, I'm I'm really good. Thank you, Louis. I feel like the game now is over. Am I wrong for thinking so? The game, yes, is a challenge. That's for sure. Um, it's done, Louis. The American owners have now officially taken the game away from the supporters. This is it. This is the final straw. This yeah, could yeah. be the end for the Manchester Uniteds, the Liverpools, the legacy of the likes of you, Ruben Van Isroy, Wayne Rooney, Cristiano Ronaldo. What was it all for if this is going to be the new system? Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I just can't believe it. Uh, I doubt that this can go can can go all the way. I think it's, uh, it's more a threat than anything um, because, yes, they've been maybe upset about yeah, multiple, like, let's say, reforms or formulas and nothing happened, maybe. Something like this. Because, yes, it's totally against the principle of football. So all those names, I'm sure, are against it. Um, you can ask any other players on big teams. They will say, hang on a minute. If you're starting to play quite regularly, the, those big teams, um, it will, I will fade away. You know, it will, like, it will bring lassitude, you know. It's I don't think it's right. Um, and and whatever the, the money they can generate, it's it's just not about money all the time. So I don't know. What, it's what just would, like really sad. What would the Manchester United dressing room have been like in your day when you were sitting beside skulls, gigs, 
Neville, Wayne Rooney, Edwin van der Sar. What would you boys have done if this had happened when you were at Manchester United? Yeah, as I said, I think that uh, you can see the response. Few are upon it now and they all responded like really vividly uh, against it because that's such an attack. Uh, I mean, like it's such an attack about the morals and the values of football and can't believe that the club have, like, let's say, joined this crazy club. So I, I, I just can't understand it and whatever like you're saying the legends um, that build this club you know the history has been made around the fans but where is the fan there no, no tell, tell me about the, the actual perspective don't tell me that those guys will say oh yes the fan will actually look uh, at those uh, new formula that's it because we, we can bring something different and it's just exciting but everybody is against it so well, I, I just the money, understand. the money isn't against it, and they'll still sell out stadiums, and the global viewership will increase because the people in America, the people in China, India, and all over the world, they don't care. They don't care yeah. about the local fans, and this was just a matter of time before this happened. Yeah, it, it, it isn't surprising what's happened here. Yeah, it, because when you think about it, it's it's, it's true that because the, the the main viewers, not those like main. Let's say, let's say businesses. Uh, they're looking at the, those markets. Obviously, they don't have the Champions League. Obviously, so so it's it's just about this formula for the for the for, for, let's say uh, other markets because I, I can't see like anyone who loves the music of the Champions League thinking that you can take them away of those formulas. Everyone can have a change and share a challenge, a compromise, and that's fine. But this is like totally against what we think about like proper competition so i'm 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 baffled i'm i'm sad as well when money came in to football originally mm-hmm. it gave us an opportunity to see things we never would have seen without money so back in the day you're going back to the 70s the 80s manchester united liverpool these clubs were predominantly made up of, of english players without mm-hmm. the excessive money we never would have had the glory period of the late noughties where we saw Michael Ballack playing midfield and Michael Essien and players coming from all over the world to play in these teams. And we enjoyed that. We got to see football at its best in that, in that period when you played in Manchester United and the Chelsea's and Arsenal and Liverpool's. But it was never sustainable. And the minute we let that happen was the minute we did relinquish control. And this was predicted 15, 20 years ago. And it wasn't a sustainable model. The fans' voice hasn't been heard in, in over two decades. Mm. And it's, it's just really what was always happening. I think we were in denial. I think all of us were in denial about the fact that the game is fucked and the game is now over. That's it. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think the game will be over because this is what's happening. Because even those guys know that there is a backlash. People will say, oh, it's a shame. It's like disgrace and all this. And, but they know people still love football. They will, they will turn up the video, they will turn up the, 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 the phones on streaming and all those things. May things change, but the love of football will still remain. And this is the, 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 the formula that we are maybe accustomed. What I don't like as well is the fact that there is some timings. You know, whatever you think about it, it's like, hang on a minute, the people has been really touched about few things lately because of the pandemic. And let's, let's think about those moments where Everyone was sitting at home and could actually enjoy uh, those games. Really was like a saver for our society at some, some point. And, and now doing something like you're shaking everything, uh, like 
is like kind of a stable, something like is like a, a cure for what's happening right now outside, which is like really devastating. So all those things saying, this is not the time. This is the time of like solidarity and trying to bring whatever the model. People have like gained some kind of like uh, uh, investment because they need to save football. And those like 12 teams think about themselves. Think about saying, oh, yes, it's not a sustainable model. We don't care. This is not the time. Well, Louis, this, this is the thing. It goes like this. When we say football, we still have the interest. I've been a, a Manchester United fan for 23 years. I was at your debut against Southampton. Are you still claiming that goal, by the way? Yes, I do. <laughs> that, that, that thing was on its way to Liverpool before it hit the wall. <laughs> I, I take it either. It doesn't matter to me. What I am saying, though, is if this goes ahead, if the European Super League happens and mm -hmm. there is a number of teams who have an automatic qualification regardless of what happens in their domestic season, therefore taking the point out of domestic football, giving the rest of the league really nothing to play for but survival, I will no longer be watching Manchester United. I will go and probably watch FC and that will be it. And it will be very hard to do, but that's the reality for a lot of people today. It's like a long-term breakup. People yeah, have yeah. lost the love of their life today. So when I no, say okay. football is dead... Yeah, football yeah. is essentially dead because it becomes a vegetable. It's like having a husband or wife who's in a coma after an accident. They're no longer waking up and they're no longer talking. It might be alive. Yeah. It might be plugged into the life support, but it has lost its soul. It has lost its life. It is finished. And the breath is false. It's artificial. And everybody knows that. It's done. And we need the likes of you and we need the proper legends of this game to when it does happen because... These teams have now stated they intend on doing it. This is the first time in which teams, Liverpool putting it on Twitter that the European Super League is becoming a thing and people like Jamie Carragher tweeting the club saying they're an embarrassment. They've claimed mm -hmm. it's happening. So if it's not happening now, it's at least a sign that these clubs are trying to control football, monopolize the game. We need you guys to not do the punditry and not give in eventually in two or three years because it's commercially suitable to do it and, and begin to promote it. Because Sky are now the main channel who are telling everybody that this is bullshit. But Sky will be the first people trying to get the TV rights when this thing goes up. Like the yeah. punditry and all these players coming out, is that just more commercial? Is that more hits to go on Sky Sports and complain about it? They're nearly enjoying it because it is popularity and it is, it is clicks. But in reality... What are the former players going to do? The people who have a voice? Are you going to boycott punditry? Are you going to encourage people to tune out and not watch this? Because the fans are the people who gave you careers. And as fans, yeah. we're pleading with the Louis Sahas and the Gary yeah, Hebbels and all these the people. Thing. Pull the plug. Yeah, but that's the thing. What I'm saying is like, we need to come back to the fans because it's, it's nice that uh, Louisa or whoever, like Gary Neville, could be as big as you want and boycott uh, Sky, whatever it is. It's the people. If the fans are saying, I'm not going to watch that thing, this is the only moment where people will listen, the, the sponsor will listen, because if the sponsor is able to give 300 million to any clubs, I'm saying to them, what are you doing? Because they are as well, as like you could say it, the responsible for this. If you are telling me the TV right is more important than well, well, what, what are you thinking? Who is beyond this? Who is giving the money? The fans don't, they, they don't count fans based off how much they know with a historic relationship with the sport. They view you as a viewing figure, a number. So the fans don't actually really have any 
power in this situation. When they decided they were going uh-huh. to go ahead with this, they, they predicted that the hardcore fans would fuck off. They knew that would happen, but they realized, oh shit, financially we'll still get away with it. This will still work because we have outnumbered them. So that's why we need the ex-players to actually that's, that's represent, represent the voice of the real fans. And we need you guys. To ah, say, but what, what do you football. mean? Sorry, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? Because you can't, you can't like separate things. If the fans is willing to actually pay for this, stream-wise, whatever it is, a formula, they, they want it. They, they will accept it. How, how you fight it? This is what I'm saying about being uh, powerless. Maybe the true fans will say, oh, no, I don't like this formula because I'm, like, nostalgic about uh, my, my, my songs and, and, and all the, the, the competition and all that. That's fine. But if the new market, as you mentioned, is asking for it because whatever, whatever because I don't know the bottom of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, so this is the problem. If the fans is like like driving the sponsor to behave like this, how 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 can we like yeah? What is the solution? Here? Because it's very hard as fans to, to to make it known that you are the real football fans because you were just viewed as a, as a number. You you have the same value as somebody in Thailand who can't name four Manchester mm-hmm. United players who watches every game. So the fans can boycott, but it won't really matter because the numbers will be replaced and the money will still be there. But if it the former players. If the former players who are actual representatives mm-hmm. and objects of football culture verbally and, and physically disagree to take part, that's powerful. They oh, need yes, to be the repres- they need to this be the representatives the of the hardcore Michael, fans. And Mike, what I'm asking Michael, is, totally will they agree. do it? And Michael, I totally agree. You're talking as like you are a fan, and I'm a I'm an ex-player, and I'm a f- former player who can have a voice. Read Re- story like uh, Rio and all those. I have a voice, and at some point. You say a voice could be heard and like the boycott could be listened. Like you see Thierry as boycott his social media, yeah. whether he, like, he was using it like really like ferociously, I'm not sure, but he did it. But at the end, do you think that it's enough? This is the problem. Who's going to actually like look and do the same to eat the, the sponsor or whoever the, the, the guys behind this, the club, the club finding? This is where you need to hit because if it's the money machine, you need to hit the, the, the money machine. And, it's and, very and, interesting, though, like because the fans can only do so much. If they, if they couldn't get a pundit to show up and do punditry on this Super League stuff, if they couldn't yeah, but get it's a the same, Someone else will do it because someone else will need the contract. And they need money. Man, may Gary Neville don't need it. It's fine. But others will take it. And that's the problem. May is not going to be the biggest or the, the best because Gary Neville is, is one of the best in the job right now. So may someone else will say, listen, I, I need a living. It's not enough for me. I didn't. I didn't have the salary of Gary Neville. Gary Neville's just going to be replaced by like a Stuart Holden or some stuff like that. And the new fan who doesn't give a shit or know football won't really care. They won't really go. Okay, Eric Cantona is no, refusing to speak. I'm on telling this. you, Gary Neville is a, is a really good punditry. And there is like, it's obvious that when you know football and you've been playing in that highest level, it helps. But punditry are saying that you have a massive role. It's not the. It's not enough. Some with like maybe a less a lesser career can do a job and have like really nice analysis. So I'm not totally sure that it will work. It will have like some kind of pressure. But you've seen on a on the bigger bigger stages, even in politics, people are like, oh yes, you you go on the street and do all those things and that. And at the, at the end, what happened? Doesn't change. So I will challenge this. I'm not sure that there but is the, like a the advantage is, Louis, politically, though, all those problems have existed 
four mm-hmm. years. The, the money yeah. shift in football is quite a new problem. So if we're battling racism, you're going back three or 400 years to try to change a problem. But football mm-hmm. has only got properly infested with American owners and money in the last 20. So the originality yeah, and the, the original soul could actually outweigh yeah. that. And if we started seeing Louis Saha and Ruben Van Istroy go to an FC United and Manchester game in 2022 and say they no longer watch Manchester United, that would be a huge statement. Yeah, it's a statement. Yeah. Would you would you go next year to an FC United and Manchester game, wear the jersey and, and share in the crowd and say you you, you are yes, anti-glazer? To be honest, it will be like as I said, I love football. Football is football. For me, it's it's, it's not totally about like the 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 history, all this is the combination. I love football. I watch football, I like I like competition. So the formula for me is important, but it's not the most important element, it's the values. It's like the, the fighting spirit. The, the, and, and this formula is different. Many people will accept, many people will not. And this is personal. But the numbers will say, oh, hang on a minute. There is 3 million viewers. It, it still work. So it's money coming. Yes. Oh, so it's going to be painful. But the problem is money at this like, like numbers is, is too powerful. Why so, are so many former players hesitant to speak up against the Glazers and Ed Woodward? No, that's that's easy to say. This. That's easy you, to say because like, it's yeah. You you like to speak and and being marginalized when you're not organized. Because I I can speak to you now, Michael, and have like my ID. I don't have the fact like I've been walking in a club and know every details. That's yeah. not true. So I can I can be like uh, any fans and uh, have a judgment on all the teams and I would have done this and I would have done that. It's so easy. But being in a club is very different than being outside and judge people. So I'm, I'm not going to do that and be comfortable and like telling, uh, you know, tell them, tell them off. I don't know. This job is very particular. It's very specific. And of course, you could have your opinion, but that's it. So it could be a statement, it could be an opinion, but is it enough to take decision? It's been like a number two. Yes, it's good to be a number two and say to your number one, oh, yes, you should have done this, should have done that. But the day you become a number one, it's totally different, my man. But when you look at Manchester United, like when you were at Manchester United, the 07 campaign, which mm-hmm. you played some of your best football ever, that goal at Benfica, by the way, mm-hmm. what, was that the best goal of your career? Possibly. Yeah, one of the best, yeah. For what, United, about Wig- what about Wigan away that and... season? Yeah, I loved it as well, yeah. The it's touch like, and the half volley. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's football in its, uh, in its peak for me. I, I love it. And, and all those dear memories, I do remember like big, let's say, like big uh, stature, you know, like charisma. And when I remember like the David Gills and the, 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 the Sir Alex Ferguson, is the guy who's got like more to say about the club than the former player because former players don't have the background. Maybe Gary Neville is an exception. He knows inside out the club. He will know the finance. He will know the budget. He's been very good in budget. I'm sure that he's always a uh, holder of an MBA or more. So all those things is like really uh, good for him. It's easy, but it's not everyone who can do that. And this is why this needs to be people who are informed. And I think David Gill, who is like way more informed and, 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 and Sir Alex Ferguson, all those people, Arsene Wenger, all those people, if they actually, as you mentioned before, like penetrate, boycott and say, this is wrong for football, a lot of more people will listen. Do you think that Jose Mourinho 
And you're an ex-Tottenham player. Mm-hmm. Do you think that six days before the League Cup final, his departure today is anything got to do with Tottenham, who haven't won a, a league since 1961, mm-hmm. are now part of a Super League? Do you, do you think that someone who has crossed paths with Mourinho many times, do you think that he left over the Super League issue? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think uh, that is his job to to actually judge what the club is doing. But he's um, a football purist. He's a guy who maybe, appreciates the soul of football. Maybe, and he's a student of Brian Clough, Shankly, uh, uh, Paisley, Fergie. These guys, there was a socialist undertone to these guys. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think he's, he's one of them. So that's why I'm asking you if you think like David Gill or Sir Alex Ferguson will will back something like this. You know? Yeah, well, I, sure I think Fer- Fergie has already spoken up against it. And I think that Ferguson would 100% be against this. And there's yeah. a lot of United fans who criticise Ferguson for not walking away when the Glazers took over the club originally, when he could have done so, and therefore blocked their purchase. But I think Fergie knew that football was dying anyway. And I'm going to give these guys five more leagues and eight more years of old school glory. And then I'm going to bow out. And it was great to see Fergie for the first time verbalize a problem he has with the Glazers. And, and that, that happened yesterday. Um, yeah, but- I think, I think you, you can understand that. And as I said, you could be very passionate uh, fan. I'm more like the competitor one. So I, I love to see them compete and, and be the best team they could, uh, they can, and, and, and all that. So without the information, because I'm not born in Manchester, I'm not going to pretend uh, things that... Uh, uh, are not real. What I'm, 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 I know for like my knowledge and my love for the values that I, I gained during my career and after, it's, it's this. It's, this is unreal. This is like so bad for, for, for the youngsters and, and telling them, oh, it's all about money, it's all about viewers, and it's, it's, it's all about that. When you say competition, so someone who is fighting really hard through the season still is not going to be able to play against the best yeah. it's really bad it's really bad you're a guy who made a lot of money and you played a lot of good football mm. what was more what what felt better to you the, the hundred grand going into the account or putting the ball in the back of the net yeah you you could have like a sense of like you're fighting your your legacy so basically i was like really focused about my talent and and, and improve and all that and on the same times as you are in a commercial uh, environment, you have competition within your your own club. So that you could not, it's like for any any uh, any business, you could not accept that in your job as well, that someone's going to be paid, like, I don't know, like three, four times more okay, than you. Okay, yeah. So you're in the dressing room the and there's, a, there's, a, there's an element of you're making more than me, you're making more than me. Yes, some kind of, you know, and, and at the same time, he has been... So, like, uh, put forward in 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 a few uh, years, let's say last few years, yeah. and it's all about commercial and, and 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 like TV rights. It's like constantly and put from Sky Sport from like any other any other channel. It's so people are so aware of this transfer market going crazy. It's all about money, and now even more like like uh, on uh, let's say US kind of like mentality without no no taboo in some way. So now people are, are not afraid of saying, no, it's 300 million, I take it. 
and and done and this is a mentality is scary and if like 15 years ago you could see that Arsene Wenger or Alex Ferguson were seeing this yes but as I said they are in a position to really assess those things that's that's really hard for a player wherever you feel about this I don't think that any player today even if he loves his football even if he loves his football very very much and respect it will say oh 100k is not important no, if like, you know that there is like a deal there and there is like some aspect of this, it's like uh, some part of like represent respect because yes, the club giving you this respect by showing you that they're paying you. It's like, it's all this kind of market is based on that. When you the, the, boys the were in the dressing room, on... like in 2007, 2008, when you won two leagues in a row, for me, the best side in the history of English football, would you boys have been talking about your salary in the dressing room? Like, would you have been saying to Rio Ferdinand what, what your wages were? Or was it all about the football? It was more taboo. Now yes. it's getting more and more. Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. social media. So, yeah, so now it's like, how many Instagram followers do you have? But Nemanja Vidic, exactly. he, he just wanted a tackle and head. He didn't want to tell you yeah, how much exactly. money he had. You can see sometimes players, like, play in a certain way, score in a certain way. They, they like, you, you can see on the, on the winning a competition or a game, you see that the brain manager is doing some some kind of like tweet or, yeah, or post yeah, yeah. that even the player is not even aware of it. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's all about money uh, in some way because if, if it's not you, because you are only focused about your job, your team around, make sure that they optimize everything. Do you think, because I know you're passionate about back in your day when footballers were getting taken advantage of, by advisors, by financial advisors, making bad investments, making mm. bad purchases, not being protected in divorces legally with prenups and stuff like that. Do you think that this is a new form of taking advantage of players by managing social media and by making them just a complete marketing tool that it will be the same thing that when they retire, suddenly Instagram doesn't matter, Twitter doesn't matter. There's going to be so many players who once had it and they will again be passed over until a new phase comes in. Is it just the new stage of using? Yeah, it is a new stage. It's something, as I said, everybody needs to adapt because now the society moving very, very fast and then you have to be like on, uh, with a team that advising you correctly. That's why I'm very focused on that. That's what I'm doing. Like uh, uh, my venture is all about like trying to create a new ecosystem where those guys can be in some way, only facing the right people, the right professional, yeah. and having some kind of mentors to help them to do that. Because it's so aggressive now. It's so aggressive. People are just like seeing players very fragile because they have to focus on their game. So basically, those guys will say, oh, yes, you need to do this, you need to do that. But you don't really work on your legacy. Maybe one player who is a really good example, who is well-supported, is Rashford. And, and, and you, could, you can say that, oh, okay, not everyone is Rashford. Not everyone is like good looking and playing well, having great skills. I don't think he's good looking. Sorry? Do you think he's good looking, yeah? <laughs> I, I mean, he's, he's handsome. When you are an athlete, you, you, you get some kind of like easy credit, you know? He's a, uh, it's were, a, were you considered a handsome player back in your day? No, 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 no. When you play with uh, Cristiano, you're, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're not existing anymore. <laughs> Do you think Rashford's a good player? Like I, I think you were better than Marcus Rashford. Do you think you were a better player than Marcus? I think you were. No, I think I think he's definitely a better player on on many aspects because I think he managed uh, his uh, his volume of uh, of his game is incredible. You know, yeah, he's inconsistent, I, I re- Louis. He makes the wrong decisions. He, he's also lacking vision and his movement isn't great. 
Yeah, because he's, he's, I think he's faster. The, the way he plays is way faster. So that's why the, this game is different. So it's really hard to compare, you know, where, where you, you see there is like wingers. You know, you, I, I love him, you know, but Greenwood always come back inside. So mm. I, back in the day, I had gigs on my left and he will cross the ball. I had like Cristiano, maybe sometimes he will cross the ball. Yeah. And, and, and some others like, like uh, Valencia when he came and I didn't play with him. But those guys were crossing normally the ball quite often in the game. So Ruiz van Nistelrooy, the type of player link that you have in the midfield is totally different. And, uh, so it's like, I, I really think that uh, those kind of players have to adapt, have to... For example, the numbers of kilometers that people were running is totally different. Even if the numbers are similar, the, the way that the defenders control the ball allowed the striker to actually rest a little bit. But yeah. before it was just like constant bang, 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 bang. If you were playing now, you, you could play, especially in your Fulham days and before you had the injuries, when, when you had the proper pace, you could play out in the wing now. You'd be used yeah. on the wing the odd time now if you played yeah, I can say this. Yeah, I would love to to try that. That's for sure. <laughs> you got caught when you came to United. It was a strange career because you kind of got caught in this moment of you came to play with Ruud van Nistelrooy. Solskjaer gets injured, mm -hmm. and we sign you to play with Ruud van Nistelrooy. You're you're one of the best strikers in England. Your Fulham career is legendary. And then Wayne Rooney becomes free that summer. You sign in the January, and the wonder boy Wayne Rooney. He says he's leaving Everton in the summer of all four, and we get him. Were you annoyed when we got Rooney? Oh, not at all. I really felt that um, it, basically I think he started uh, to play a bit more like kind of like onside, like striker and like very like flexible. So it was it was a beauty for uh, for the strikers because he can adapt. He, he would have played everywhere. He won't complain. So he could pass the ball as much as he could score goals. So it was very easy. Yeah, it was great was, to play with him. But in terms of starting for Manchester United, were you kind of thinking, okay, I could be in trouble here. Rooney and Van Nistelrooy, what am I going to do? No, but we were five. We were almost five uh, players. So when Tevez arrived, uh, Ruud was here and, and, and we still uh, managed to, to play some, so many games. Like Ole was still here. Ruud was gone when Tevez arrived though. Yes, yes, uh, sorry. But uh, the, the fact that there are always like at least four or five players who could, like, let's say, compete with you, have like different elements in their game that you may not have. So that's what I think Sir Alex Ferguson always tried to do because he was very healthy in trying to always have that mentality yeah, yeah, to yeah. improve. So it was really good. It, you couldn't play all the games back then. My relationship with you, again, it meant nothing to you because this is the first time we've spoken, but you've lived in my head for years, which sounds quite weird, but it's the reality. It was slow to get going because Ruud van Istroy, for me, favorite mm. Manchester United player ever. I thought he was underrated because the way in which he played was so disliked. He was accused of being a poacher. He was accused mm -hmm. of only scoring goals inside the box. I thought he was, I thought he was much more than that. I thought he was one of oh, the yes. greatest centre-forwards the world's ever seen. Yes, exactly. You're right. I Maybe. thought his hold-up play, his passing, his touch, his ability to bully defenders, these were all underrated. And he had one of the best yeah, timings of run in the history of the game. Yeah, completely. Uh, I really like... If you look at uh, Von Nistelrooy in training sessions, you would be amazed. You would have like... Maybe he could have scored like... I don't know, like 40 goals a season. Oh, because yeah. I would have been wanking to him, I'd say. He was even better. What got me was you were used as the, when Fergie and Rude fell out, which I, I remember where I was, I was in a thing called Irish College. You won't know what it is, but it's basically a, a, a youthful, just 
period of real shame. And I was sitting there and it got announced. You started getting into the team when he came back from injury in around the January and the February. Mm-hmm. And Rude Van Istroy started getting dropped. And I was very angered by it because I love Rude so much. And then Rude fell out with Ferguson. He leaves in the summer of 06. Is it true in the League Cup final in 06 when you started ahead of Van Istroy that he was threatening to storm off? Are those stories true? Yeah, in some way, there, there is like so many like uh, things going on in the dressing room because ego, because obviously when you are such a player, you think that uh, basically you could be uh, you could be in a position to actually <laughs> challenge a manager. But uh, believe me, it's not possible. And because the manager has that kind of like vision that the club is always bigger than anyone. Um, so you, you could you couldn't act like this. And I think when I, when I look back, I, I, I feel like um, um, Reed was aware of it, but he was just like the type of player that uh, needed to be uh, the, the main man. And uh, that's 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 it. And was he angry at you? Like, was he angry at you because you were the guy replacing him? Oh no 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 no! I don't I, I don't think at all because it's uh, really you know there is like two different aspects. You know, to be a competitor, you need to be uh, within yourself really harsh, really hard, really aggressive. Uh, to be a striker is even more. So the combination is like, he knows that he can score goal by having this mentality. Yeah. And, and, and by that, and in the same times, he have a lot of respect uh, with players, but his expression was understood. So I never had any issue whatsoever with Root. But obviously, when you sometimes have like two, I don't know how to say cock, uh, cock, um, you know, it's like the, the, the chicken male. I don't know how you say this. Yeah, big big chicken. Go on. Yeah, big chicken. <laughs> but you, you, when you have one expressing that is like bigger than the other ones, the other one fights. And that's what happened maybe with, uh, with uh, Cristiano because those guys have ego and they yeah. need that to play at the top level. But were and, you intimidated? And- like when you were replacing Rude and you were coming in and scoring goals, could you feel him breathing down your neck on the sideline? Was it, was it awkward nearly thinking... I am filling in for a legend here. Or did you just focus on your own game? Yes, I was focusing on my own game, but I could hear voices, yes, in the fan sometimes. I take that as uh, something that, uh, um, you, you know, you can use uh, correctly criticism or pressure. And I think it was my strength because I'm laid back and, and try to be always focused on, on having fun. Not having fun, you know, where it's laughable or something like this, but just enjoy because I'm not going to war. Uh, so... Whatever those people were saying, you know, I was the lucky one. So I, I, I was fine. You know, it's obviously when you have uh, your fan turn on you, uh, being unhappy about something, well, especially something I can't do nothing about it. I, I was sure that if I still work in hard and having the, the backup of my manager and the players, I'd be fine. You're probably a guy who knows Anthony Martial because you're also a, a former French striker for Manchester United. What do you think the deal is with Martial? Is it, is it an attitude problem or how do you explain the inconsistency? I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard because there is like one aspect that you look at his game, his potential, and this is what people see. Um, and obviously, you can obviously judge and say, oh, yes, it's not enough. It could be doing more and all that. I see someone who has to adapt to as well a team was not doing well, progressed and in that uh, kind of like situation as the, the team uh, improved as well. The manager was kind of new, uh, changing, kind of like aggressive, less aggressive and all those things. He wanted to change his position. 
So I still feel like there is like some excuses for him and, um, and, and circumstances for that. But um, the problem is like it's general. It's the, 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 the football itself. I'm saying again, look at the, the numbers of crosses that you're going to have. You, you can't read the game as much as before. But it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like he is that focused. It doesn't seem like he necessarily overly cares. You know what I mean? Yes, but that's Back that's why I mean, day I, though, I was, when, when somebody was, was out of this. form, you could see the pain in their face. It seemed like they yes, knew. Yes, but that's the thing. It's general. That's what I'm saying. It's like the the mentality of this uh, generation is different than ours. We were like maybe uh, not accustomed. There is no this kind of like uh, pressure of expressing yourself. Mm. Now. You see those guys scoring. They, 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 they even on the scoring, they, don't, they don't feel uh, as free. Like you, even the VAR that has stopped now them to to express themselves. So sometimes they miss some opportunity. It's the same attitude. They, they, they don't feel like oh, I missed something and I need not to do it. So whatever I feel like um, when I look at uh, Anthony, he's got so much potential and has proved in, in certain games that is unplayable. But the thing is, like, his his uh, way of protecting himself from the outside is against him when he's actually playing. Yeah. So this is the 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 issue of the generation. Maybe is the media or the pressure. Whatever. Yeah, everything so, goes on Twitter, and that's the same reason why they block their mouths when they're speaking to each other after the game. They're no longer really. They're starting to view it as a place of work. They're starting to view it much more as a job, of, as you guys. But I'm sure that they do enjoy. But the actual the expression from the outside, inside, they're boiling. They're, they're like kids, I'm sure. But the actual environments make them like kind of machines. You know, they are scared to express. They're going to go into an interview. They, they're going to say yes and no, and that's it. You can't really, you can't, you can't really open. And this is, again, very general. Um, but I would, say, I would say most of the players uh, are not authentic uh, outside as much as before and are scared to express themselves because yes, the attention is really aggressive. So you really have to be careful. And also because they're probably not as intellectually engaged as you boys were back in the day, because they spend so much time mindlessly scrolling on a device such as a phone, which doesn't really give you the opportunity to become an enigma like an Eric Cantona or, or to develop a personality like Jose Mourinho, because they're on fucking TikTok, Louis. <laughs> and when you're on fucking TikTok, you're not going to have anything to say. <laughs> I understand that. The thing is, like, when you when you look at the access of things, you know, yes, if you're a bit like curious and if you want to actually like do a bit of research, you know, you have way more content that you had before. So I will say yes, in some extent, you're right. And the other, you have to recognize that there is some positive in that because I, I used to actually be very careful about uh, what I look and, and this and, and start to open up things and say, oh, now I can actually, you know, learn from myself. I, I can actually um, look at things. It's like everything is available. Uh, you need to have to, to take the time. So, yes, if you do take the time to look at the wrong things, yes, it's not great. That's the problem. And what we're trying to do within uh, my venture at Stars is try to actually create this uh, content, try to make sure that the right people, the right information 
the, the right kind of like uh, a mentor. So Rio Ferdinand or, or me or, or, or other people who had like successful careers are here to actually speak directly to those guys and actually tell them maybe the truth or the thing that they, they won't hear from a brand manager or someone who work for them who are scared to say the truth because, hang on a minute, if I'm saying the wrong stuff, may the guys sack me. Yeah. We, we, we could be out there and able to actually open up things. It's, it's a conveyor belt of just continuous lack of resilience and victimization of every single person in the game. And the players now, as I said, they don't have mm -hmm. anything to say because they're not reading books anymore. And although you're saying they can get more information online, it's all the same mm -hmm. information. It's a biased, very, very pro-left-wing narrative that is telling them what to think. But back in the day, you had boys developing their own opinion. Steve Bruce and Peter Schmeichel, they were getting in fucking debates. And now whether they were right or wrong, it was debates. And Alex Ferguson was a really politically engaged dude. Nowadays, they sit in the dressing room, they dance, they drive in a different car every single day, and they don't even talk about the fact that the club is essentially ending and going into the European Super League because they don't give a shit. I understand what you mean, but there is a lot of people in the background are not like that. So I'm not going to uh, jump on that because, yes, of course, the one you're going to see is the, the most famous one. And those ones are afraid more than anything to talk. The repercussion is, is really important where maybe Peter Smatchel, it will be followed by, I don't know, five millions where? Now it's 20 million people uh, from all over the world. Those impacts are really, really important. And you know it. You've been followed on the podcast, people who listen to you from everywhere. It wasn't possible like maybe five, 10 years ago. Social media caused all of this. Social media is the reason that we're locked down. An overreaction, regardless of what people say, we've locked down for now a year. It's an overreaction. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason that the fucking Premier League is ending. Because as you're saying, those increased numbers of attention are giving people the false delusion that they matter more and that they're under more pressure to be a certain way, even though no one gives a shit. It's the same as the way the world's always been. You can only take up so much space in someone else's mind. No one yeah, cares. No, we're actually just brainwashed into thinking that we're under this CCTV, constant mm -hmm. social scrutiny. And that's why no one's complaining or no one's speaking up against anything. No, uh, no, it's true. I understand what you're saying because, uh, you know, I've got kids and I, I, want, I want to protect them. The, the, the challenge that I have, uh, it's like trying to tell them you need to educate yourself. Even if I, if I say something, I'm your dad and I try to do good and all that, but I could be wrong. You have paradigm and people think a certain ways and, and behave a certain way because they've always been uh, in that environment. Right or left side doesn't really matter. Yeah. Those are influence. What we're trying to, uh, to do with your old kids, uh, it's try to say, listen, you have to open your mind and like get your head out of your telephone sometimes and challenge and, and, and discover from you and, 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 and who you are, what you want. And, and whatever, like those people are saying in the TikTok or whatever, you need to challenge because it's not because there is like 1 million viewers that is right. And this is something that is really tough because education takes time. And we are living in a world that go fast and go faster every day. And this is what is really, really hard because if you like close your phone for, let's say, a week or two, you, you are like not worse than, than those two weeks ago. But yeah. people feel this way. They, they really think that, oh, I'm going to minute, I'm going to lose out, I'm going to miss out, I'm going to oh, yeah. be. And this is wrong. And, 
and this is not easy you know forced to buy everything forced to to be like on on the if on 12 or 13 when the thing is like doing a phone call as as much as on the 11 11 or yeah. if iPhone 11 but this is the society right now from a fan's perspective the the view is that people who play for Manchester United especially in the Premier League era were made mm -hmm. multi-millionaires by the loyalty, interest, consistent following, chance and love of people mm -hmm. who spend, for some people, half of their salary to go and watch this team. They put mm -hmm. money in the pockets of these players who weren't going down coal mines to be millionaires. They were putting balls into football goals. Mm. It's work, but it's enjoyable work. Now, with the fact that the European Super League is being created and people like Paul Pogba, Sign for 80 million quid nearly five years ago, and they're an insult to Nicky Butt. Let, let's be mm. honest here. Nicky Butt was a better center midfielder for Manchester United than Paul Pogba has been. Paul Pogba's Manchester United career, I know you probably know him. I know he's from the same country. I know he's a World Cup winner. But for nearly half a decade, his career has been terrible. There's, there's, well, I, I, there's, there's games where I'd nearly take Jesper Blomqvist. I understand we, we don't know the pressures or we don't know the agents and we don't know what's happening, but yeah. we're fucking sick of it. And what yeah. we're saying is, did we just throw away our fucking lives supporting people who didn't give a fuck about us? We're yet to have a tweet from a big player. Why hasn't Marcus Rashford or Paul Pogba come out saying this is wrong? Not one player has done it. Break yeah, the code. Yeah. What are they going to lose? They're going to get a bit of a fine. They're multimillionaires. We're talking about people who are living in Manchester and Liverpool, people who are on 30 grand a year, money that mm. these footballers make in a day, whose lives have been seriously affected. Have you ever seen a Bronx tale? Why do you give a shit about Joe DiMaggio when he doesn't care about you? Is he paying mm. your dad's rent? No. Stop caring about Joe DiMaggio. He doesn't give a shit about you. That's kind of the message with the European Super League from the clubs to mm. the fans. Guys, no, thanks I, for I, the I money. See, I see what you mean. But don't turn out... On, on the player, though, because, yes, those are, let's say, 25, 20, World Cup winner or whatever. Those guys are still young boys. They don't have, because this He's is... 28. He's 28. He's 28, Louis. No, listen, because those guys have a team around them. Every day, those guys who are 35, 40, 50, specialize in marketing, special in that, have a proper influence on those players. Those are the problem. Sometimes those have like, their mission is to actually simplify everything the players say or simplify every single action. So those players that you try to ask them to do this and to do that has been saying, listen, you only focus on your game. This is the mission because it's so dangerous. So you have to change the mentality for them to come out and say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I should do this action. No. They, they won't do it until they have been like uh, put in the right platform to actually personally develop. Because right now is so, you, uh, you say, I don't swear, you, it's so bad. It's yeah. really, really bad. I'm trying to explain that where a Pogba is, could be a model, could be a Rashford, could be a model. Those guys will talk about things they know. He will talk about his like uh, situation with the, the the food tank or the food uh, situation because he knows. But I don't think that he's gonna come. I don't think that those guys understand. I had to actually stop my career, stop my career. And I think Gary Neville was maybe the same. He had to stop his career to really understand the real overview of football. 
is complicated. During a career, you can't do that. It's like, it's really challenging to actually focus on one thing. Write a book. I, I did write a book during my career. I was, I was not the same player. So I'm, I'm challenging you to understand this because playing is, is taking a lot of energy in your mind. The head can't think about like 10 times things or whatever. And, 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 and reading is one thing because it makes you travel. It makes you like, uh, like think about something else. But playing football is really, it's a mental thing. 80% of it is mental. So you can't, you can't ask them to actually be the one who's going to say things and think uh, strategy and, and think ahead and, and all that. I doubt it. That's why they are always focused on their game and think they know and think they can control. But Louis, can I not ask them to run back like Patrick Vieira and Roy Keane did to make a tackle when they lose the ball? I'm asking <laughs> them to try... I yeah, don't I think these that. guys are trying, Louis. No, it's a different football. The Roykin and, and all that. They're, they're, they're now, look at a, one defender. You, you're going to tell me that you're going to have like maybe one Rio Ferdinand at the time. Rio Ferdinand was the best, one of the best defenders at the time because he was the one who could do what Van Dijk is doing like 10 years later. So you're saying that you're saying that the standard just increases so it just gets easier for them and they're actually more disciplined tactically and they're actually as effective it's just more automatic now because football is improved and a Pogba doesn't yes. need to run as much. That's what you're saying. Yeah, in so many ways, yeah. Before you run as a group, everybody has the same kind of like routine. This is over. Now they are machine. When I see this, it's like, whoa, I needed to be trained like this to be like this. But uh, and back in the day, we were not the same. And you can ask maybe like uh, all the Ruth Bonnie stories say, oh, now they train differently. Those are, those are tactically aware of things that we were not because the game has changed. It's not the same. The ball doesn't come the same way. Doesn't, uh, the, the ball doesn't come often the same way. Doesn't same, uh, come in the same areas. It's a different game. Look at the defenders. They, they play with a, another player as a goalkeeper. It's not the same game. Tell Michael, me I think about VAR. VAR now, like, I would have scored, like, so many goals with VAR because I would feel like, hang on a minute, I just need to push my defender and I can run away. Believe me, I, was, I think I was quicker and I could be, as well, very aggressive to go into the box. How, how a defender can stop me? Now it's really hard for defenders to defend. So that's why the, it's a different game. The, the, the Italian and, and had to adapt uh, this football because they could, they, I think in the World Cup, you've seen all the uh, Latin American uh, teams struggle in the World Cup because they couldn't grab any shirt no more. He is trying as hard as the midfielders 20 years ago. It's not a case of the fact that he's a celebrity and that football is just one third of his overall job, so it doesn't mean as much. You're telling me that when he's on the pitch, he is as focused and cares as much about beating West Brom as Scholes and Keane did. Yeah. Nah, Louis, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he don't have the same expression. He's not a Scholesy. Scholesy was coming in the training, room, uh, training ground, and he was maybe the first one to leave because it was his style. But on the same time, this game was, yes, he need to show aggression because he won't have maybe the actual capacity uh, technically to hold on physically two or three players like Paul Pack did. They are different players. They are different players. You can't compare Paul Scholes yeah. and Nicky Butt because they don't have the same, the same power. They, they, it's not the same body. 
they couldn't like uh, hold on the, the physics uh, of uh, it's, it's not possible. So I, I'm trying to judge the, the people who are, uh, who you could, let's say, compare. Maybe a Patrick Vieira and, and Paul, Pogba, Paul Pogba can be compared. But not the Paul schools and and and. Uh, I just I just meant brain. effectiveness in the in the position. I of course knew that they did different things on the pitch. But it's the stuff you're saying about players, is mm. and kind of justifying the fact that they are now robots and that any lack of effort or lack no, of care about the team can be justified in no, the change of the game. Is that not setting us up perfectly? for the justification of the European Super League. If we're now accepting the fact that we no longer expect opinion, expression, or physical evidence of effort, why not just all watch the ESL? Let's watch United play Barcelona, and let's no longer give a shit. Don't tell me, don't tell me that uh, Roy Keane or all, uh, any other players were not on the booze and all that. I'm challenging you to find like players who are taking like, as much, like, like, let's say, luxury, in like in in in, in uh, all those things, they are machines. The intensity of the game is way higher, and and you could say, oh yes, uh, there were less aggression. Uh, there is less aggression. I can admit this. Yes, fine. But now I'm telling you, the speed of uh, some games, it's like it's high level. So yeah, the you, standards improved, of course, because they're better athletes. Like when you say that Roy Keane drank, so that that was a a sign that he liked luxury. In a way, for me, that made him more human. But now footballers, it's easy not why, to drink because that's good, why I'm, it's not a justification, it's an evolution. The like, good body and the healthy living lifestyle is so sellable and popular. Our, and so our legend, George Best. Our legend was George Best. Yeah. My new legend. Spirit in the sky. Lifestyle. Now you do this the same lifestyle, you can't play. I'm telling you. I guarantee you George Best can play now. No, he can play, but he's not going to do the, the George Best thing. This is what I'm saying. Being the George Best in the same quality that he provide, I'm I'm doubting and I'm not trying best, to best pre twenty three years of age, but still he'd win PFA Player of the Year. Talent is talent. No, no, no! Don't get it wrong. I'm saying it based on the fact that there is a lifestyle and there is like a demand that is different than 20, 30 years back. I'm telling you, if you're no, no, telling... I get that. You're saying that George Best on the booze, being an alcoholic, if he played now with the hairy chest and the sideburns, he'd be out he of won't his be, He won't be a George Best. Yes. I think his touch would be better than anyone at United. I think his finishing would be better. I think his positional sense would be better. And I think he was tougher, Louis. I think he was tougher, Louis. No, this is your opinion. I will challenge that any player of any kind... If you ask maybe a player or Maradona doing the same kind of lifestyle in, in, in our area right now, it will be challenged to be the same level. They could be great players, but they won't be sustainable. As like you see, you see a Cristiano Ronaldo playing that much games with this intensity, with like drinking alcohol. No, believe me, no way. But, but I think they retired younger for a reason. Maradona and Best, they peaked young because they abused you know, because their bodies. The, they no, couldn't the get longevity, we know that. The game was more actri- aggressive. There is no protection. Let's not jump on this because it's a completely different area. We try to compare things. This is what I'm saying. It's impossible to compare. And on with all the respect that I have with the, the uh, other uh, uh, legion or like eras, you, you have to understand that it's an evolution. What is happening, it's an evolution. What happened before was George Best was a pioneer for us. Think, think uh, it was the first star. Yeah, but you have to respect, yeah. Yeah, you have to respect that he allowed the players right now 
to exercise every little like kind of like luxury of sponsorship. But George just wanted to win. The Roy Keane and these guys wanted to win. This is my point. Although the era can change and although the game gets better, Manchester United are no longer expected to win. Paul Pogba and Marcus Rashford play in Manchester United teams in which they're allowed playing the Europa League and get knocked out of cups. Louis, I remember you missing a penalty in a group game against Celtic and it seemed like the end of the fucking world. Now that wouldn't even be spoken about. The standards yes, of the no, football I club have dropped and therefore player performance has dropped. And when I say Pogba and Rashford aren't putting it in the same, they're not putting it in the same because we're no longer as good. So they're putting in the same effort as Arsenal were in 08. When you guys ran Europe and Arsenal were kind of coming second and coming third, that's United now. So they aren't as good and they aren't as consistent and they aren't as focused. Otherwise, you. the results would be like they fucking used to be. I got you. I, I think there is like, uh, as well, when you try to compare like the Pogba, uh, Pogba and 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 Nicky Burt and, and all that. I, I understand. As a fan, you have like all the facts, you remember all the games. I will respect that. The thing is like the team that Nicky Burt had around him was way better than what Paul Pogba had three years ago. I'm telling you. you know? He hasn't pulled the team up. It's easier for Nicky Burt to be a great player when you had Roy King, when you had Bonnie Stroy, when you have like Andy Cole and all those players, amazing players, at the same time, a peak of their form. And when Paul Pogba can look on the left and could, uh, look on the right, and there is like no leaders around him. I'm He's sorry. He's supposed to be the leader, though. He's a, well, like, yes, so, so, so what's, what's your enough. opinion on Harry What's your it's opinion on Harry I think it was different. I loved, I loved the fact that we can talk openly about this and try to compare. I'm not trying to defend Paul Pogba. I'm saying to you, it's a different era. Yeah. What is your it's opinion, Louis, era. on Harry Maguire? He's a, he's a great player. Oh, it's my Louis. Louis, no, for what what we have now, as like we had, we had uh, three four years, disastrous, disastrous in terms of transition. You couldn't even think about it. Listen, what we have now is uh, it was very important to have a Maguire than any other players no. because he need consistency. He played all the game. And I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Rio Ferdinand. This is not what I'm saying. Louis, I, I'd, I'd have Chris Smalling ahead of Harry Maguire. Smalling's better than Maguire. Okay, yeah. So why Smalling has, hasn't performed as much? But, but, but he has. Smalling's performances, and, and, and they, they, they weren't considered good enough for him to stay. Either were Johnny Evans's, by the way, because Manchester United used to have higher standards. But both I, of those I players, is terrible every they were, week. They were nowhere near their standards. They were nowhere near their, their, their peak. I'm, I'm telling you. You, you look at the Johnny result. Evans at Manchester United was as good as Harry Maguire is now. Yes, you can say that. That's easy. He's playing now with a team that it's on, on, on like playing out of the skin in the last three, four years. You have to understand. You have to admit this. So it's easy to compare and put this and say, oh, yes, it will have been better. Yes, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not against that. I'm saying where you can compare things where they are comparable. It's not. Right now, the team was really bad. Changing managers was like, even in terms of mentality, look at what the offering of the style of play. It was so bad. People were turning their TV off. We could go through every player in the team now and you'd say that they don't have good players around them while saying they're a good player. Manchester United have the best team that we've had since Fergie left. Harry yeah, Maguire... Now I'm, saying, I'm, I'm not saying this. The last three years, I said, as I was talking last three years, three years ago, I'm sorry, like since like uh, Bruno Fernandes arrived, I'm, 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 I can see light. I can see 
kind of like improvement before. No, please. No. Don't I don't think me. there is improvement. I think there's no fans of the game. Football's kind of in a, a, a lull. It's in a lackadaisical yeah, period. We don't, we don't, with, we don't play well. We don't play well. Any, any games, we're not performing. We're getting on the right end of results. I don't think it's sustainable under Solskjaer. I don't, do not think it's sustainable under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Anton Ferdinand was on this podcast, Lou. You know Anton Ferdinand? Yeah. And he told me that the centre-back standard now and I understand the game has changed, but it also goes in cycles. There's also eras where there's certain good players in certain positions. But he said, if he was a centre-back now, and the likes of Harry Maguire and, and guys like this were starting for England, he'd expect to start. And he says, in his day, the Ledley Kings, the Carragers, the Ferdinands, the Terrys, the Woodgates, he said they were twice as good as these guys now. It's just I'm, an era thing. Do you agree that Harry Maguire is not up to being a Manchester United centre-back? If we want to be, if we want to win leagues, and let's say this might all be over anyway because the fucking Super League might, might make this whole conversation the stuff of history. But if we want to get back to the standards, which we should be, the Manchester United you played for, do you see Harry Maguire being part of that plan? I don't like the fight to attack the player. I think he's a good player. And you may like it or not, and 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 that's fine. Okay, uh, it's it's good for Anton to say something like this. Fine, if he thinks that. Uh, 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 this is his own, own opinion. I'm saying as a fan that I respect the side. They have done some great improvements, and if you want to destroy all those work that Ole has done, fine. That's up to you. Fans are here, and they can judge all day. It's fine. Like it's easy. It's not. I'm telling you, it's really not. How many times uh, Fergie has been like, oh, we're going to sack him and, and won the Champions League on the back of that? So Fergie's career at Aberdeen before he came to United was already one of the best managerial jobs of all time. Okay. Now, I'm not going to get into him. it because you're, you're a friend of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You're, you're, yeah. you're a no, former no. teammate. No, but... no friends. I, I play with him. I, I had the chance to play with him. He's not my friend. I'm okay, saying he's not your friend. But, but Louis, personally, I don't think Solskjaer's up to it. Do you? What do you mean up to it? I don't think he has the capability of bringing Manchester United back to the top table of European football. When Chelsea have Tuchel, when Liverpool have Klopp, when City have Guardiola, when I look at next season's league again, if it happens again, the fucking Super League, but let's say, let's say we were talking two days ago and this shit was still on the table, factually. I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer can make Manchester United the best team in England again. That's your opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. Do you think he can I think, yeah. Based on what? Based on the fact that he has done a great improvement of the side. You may say no, you may don't like. I like the last two games. I'm telling you in terms of quality, I, I, I think it's way better than we had before. I'm telling you, when you're a player, you have a different perspective. When you're a shaman, you have a different perspective. It's so easy to come and, and, and judge without like understand all the facts, the, the injuries, the, 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 all those things are different. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, people, people have to address some message and don't, don't be surprised if players don't speak because that's the type of uh, things that uh, they come across and have to actually justify because this is too, 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 uh, too much aggression, too much. And I'm, 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 I'm outside the game. I'm trying to defend the, the, the game I love. I don't think that's right for them to hear this. I don't the counter-argument right. would be that footballers, they're figures of entertainment, really, aren't they? We're, although football is a matter of, as Bill Shankly said, it's not just a matter of life and death. It's much more important than that. It isn't really. 
There's people who are taking out people's hearts and putting them back in. Public debate and public discussion is what made you guys. So I appreciate you having the debate and I appreciate us arguing, but footballers aren't victims, Louis. Come on. You are on the back of your mic, like gaining some viewers. Back on that, you say, oh, yes, because I'm a fan, I'm allowed to actually say whatever I want and create a debate. And because of this, players are going to be millionaires. Is it, is it something that you think that addressed a, a right message for, for, for our football? Are, are, you, are, are you helped by this debate? By, by saying they yeah. are called millionaires and that is the fun? Yeah. And no, like what, what's happening is I'm, I'm telling you what my perspective is as a fan. And yeah. I respect he, that, yeah. And hearing But, somebody who was as close to the game, who I grew up sticking the ball in the net in front of the Stratford end, I find mm-hmm. really interesting, really fascinating and really educational. Louis... I couldn't give a fuck about the listeners. I don't give a shit what listeners say about me and you talking. I'm just fascinated by your perspective. This has nothing got yeah, to do with viewers same, or figures. The player. That's what I'm trying to explain. What you're saying, this player will listen and say, you know what? Uh, because if you don't respect, if you, if you have this perspective as a fan or whoever you are, you, you could like comes, the guy will say exactly what you just said here. They, they could say, oh, you know what? I'm defiant because they don't like me. The fuck? This is That's what I'm trying to explain. So, but this is my point. Did we all just, and I said this a while ago, especially with the European Super League being, being forced down our throats now, should we all just say, let's leave top-level footy now because they don't give a shit about us. Why should we give a shit about them? I don't know. You have, you, 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 you have the answer. I mean, like, I don't know. I think like pretty much like if like a lot of people have done committee meetings for maybe uh, more than a year or two, there, yes, there is like solution. There is like problems. There is like, I, I don't know. People need to be educated and for judging, for making decisions, you need to have all information, not one angle view, not one. You know, it's like more than respect. We started the, this conversation with the, the news of the Super League. I said about the central thing is about the, the, the fans. But as I said again, there is a lot of things about ego. Like, like, you know, it's like you talk about the salaries. I understand that. And it doesn't stop people that you may judge, think the same way as I do, but they may not deliver the same expression. I said this is an evolution. You still see things as it was 20 years. It's not possible. There were no social media 20 years ago. And those things are crucial for us to accept and operate with these criteria, not the criteria 20 years back. doesn't work anymore. This model has to change. And this is why I'm saying it's nice to have like, oh, yes, people find and It doesn't change my opinion about the people now with this problem of uh, facing. And, and they have like maybe some solution. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not the one who's going to answer this. Mm. I really hope I can help. I really hope that some people will uh, actually give us the information that we need, all need, because we need the information. I'm not sure that we, we, we have it all. If it isn't 20 years ago and it all has moved on and the model has changed, maybe this Super League was unavoidable and yeah. maybe we're, we're, we're in a place now where former players who, who do have a voice, a, a much bigger voice than fans because they are, as I said, objects of commerciality within the industry mm-hmm. if they're just going to turn around to us and say listen it's easy to be a fan you don't understand money says all 
there's agents in your ear, if there's pressure because of excessive followers and that this is the way it is, you don't understand because you're not in the game. Maybe it is time, Louis, that the players and fans, we separate, mm -hmm. do begin to watch Bigglesworth FC and do begin to watch FC United and yeah. leave you guys to it, if that's what the message is. And it's been a great relationship, we'll shake hands, but unfortunately it didn't work out. Yeah, I, I, um, this is like, yeah, I would think that it's utopic. Yeah, it's nice to say, nice, nice purpose, but I don't believe it. Yeah, if you if you are telling me today, I'm not going to watch a Messi playing. Forget it. In in the European Super League. Yes, what I'm saying. I want to say I, I want to see the the best players. So it, I, I don't know what you are saying here, but I. But even I, I want to see Cristiano play. I want I, I'm a fan as well as as like. I like competition. I like I like fights. I like I like to see the game. So I don't know what you're saying here. I don't believe that the players will care as much when they're in that non-relegational, non-have-to-qualify system in which yeah, you play the right. same teams, guaranteed yeah, you're playing you for a franchise. Messi and Ronaldo lose their narrative the minute yeah, that, that comes into it. If you are if you if you are a lover of the competition, I want to see the best players. I want to see the, the, the final of the Champions League is something I'm really looking for because I want to see that pressure. I want to, I want to see it. So saying to me, oh, I'm not going to watch it. That, uh, that's what I love. No, no, so the I, Champions I, League, yes. But in the Super League, when there was a monopolization of top quality it. teams and the likes of Everton and West Ham were fucked off, yeah. we've no that's choice but to I, not watch that anymore because it's no longer the best team in Europe, the best footballer in Europe. It's the best brand in Europe. It's the best okay. employee in Europe. Yeah, that's so in the, last, in, the, in the last twenty in the last twenty years, how many times like there is like ten teams from whatever comes and 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 be in a quarterfinal? It happens in this model line, in this current model. May it happens like t t t really? Please tell me. When United uh, made uh, the Champions League final twenty eleven, we beat Schalke in the semi. You know what I mean? That was a huge so, moment and a huge... Yes, for the, this huge, history. For Schalke but, FC. That was massive. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in, in reality, there is exception. That's why we love about the football. But the reality is still those, those brands, as you mentioned, as like being in there, providing maybe the most like whatever, uh, money or because it's brand. So, okay. So performances, when I see Real Madrid like scoring like an uh, uh, overhead kick like by Gareth Bell, I, like Zidane in, uh, in, in his... I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just like, this is iconic moment. I don't know the, the best brand in terms of competition, wherever it's the music, there is people who are like living with these memories that's absolutely yeah. brilliant. But I know that it will be really hard for us to turn around and say, we have a different formula. I don't like it. I'm not. I'm against it as well, but the reality is the the those model and say to me, you're not gonna watch it. Mm. What I, I'm I, saying is, Louis, that Maldini, Messi, Giggs, Steven Gerrard, these one club men who have a relationship with the city in which they play for, will no mm -hmm. longer exist once that city is not competing with a point domestically, and the local element of support the entire beauty and romanticism of these figures. We can look at all those things. We turn it around here. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know 
your your feelings about it. I'm disgusted as much as you. I'm not going to try to find excuses or justification. I don't know all the facts. I'm sure that you know people may better place than me will answer this. Uh, there is action could be done. Um, I, I'm all for 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 them to stop this in so so many ways. But the the the, the fact that uh, some players may be like hostage to a kind of affiliation to that because of a generation. I'm against that because that's not their fault. The, this is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, it's not about the Pogba's that we mentioned and said back in the days and this. It's it's an evolution and it's a pity to 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 attack them now because like this is like an overall industry. Let's say football in itself has been has been has been perverted. Yeah. yeah. But that's not the fault of the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting way of looking at it. And when I did when I did personally say people like Pogba and Rashford. I do just view them as a, a symbol of the industry, really, a polluted industry. I don't think it's anything on those guys as individuals. And they, football they is the... tribal. Football is tribal. It is anti-American to an extent. It is familial. It is local. And it is romantic. And although there is skill and we want to watch Messi, as you're saying, and it's about touch and it's about vision, most people who really feel that game, you talk to somebody who's not a football fan and they ask you, how do you care so much about somebody kicking a ball into a net? Isn't this just another sport? Without the romanticism and without that tribal aspect that makes you cry and makes you feel different than any other thing in your life does, mm. then it is just another sport. Then it's just fucking gymnastics. Then it's just table tennis. But Louis, football, the beautiful game, is underpinned by emotion. And I'm not arguing with you that the standard of the sport and the technical brilliance will go away. But what I am saying is the emotion will fucking go. And regardless of whether that means anything to you, that is everything to millions of people. So when the Champions League arrived, it was not the same formula? I don't know. Do back then. I'm just curious because I don't know. But the formula of Champions League arrived and say, you're going to have this, no, the, this the, new formula of the Champions League. People adapt and maybe... There was, no, there was no exclusion. There was no exclusion, Louis. It was fair competition. Yeah, exactly. Everybody could qualify. If, if they achieved that enough, Everton got a qualifier against Villarreal. Leicester qualified. Deportivo La Coruña years ago. Boa Vista qualified. It could happen. But now, when they have set teams out who cannot be moved... The powerful in nowadays dominates. So it's nice. We could be billions. We could be millions against something. It seems like... It seems like we, we are powerless. So um, we're numbers. So, we, 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 so. so what do we do? What do we do, Louis? You're saying shut up and enjoy the football is what you're telling me. Uh, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying to you that we don't have maybe the fact. I'm not in a position to give uh, any like kind of like uh, solution. So I'm not going to pretend that I know everything. You see, I, I wasn't aware of the Champions League and how things could be um, uh, implemented uh, back in the day. So all those things are elements that players, let's say, who has like an influence, I mean, will be, some players will be able to talk. I will think so, maybe. Some will be afraid and some will say, listen, I don't know. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to be marginalized and, and, and accused or anything. I just wait and see. And this is what the position will be most of the players. Maybe the ones who are the sponsors, the Nike, the whatever, all those have like more influence because they, they're participating in some way. The TV rights, whatever. But they have already sold it, so I don't know. So... 
And don't be freaked out by this. I love you. Thank you. I do. I think you're a legend of the game. You've given me many good memories. It breaks my heart to think that we're not going to really see that probably in 10 to 15 years because the relationship between romantic fan and footballer is dead and gone. It was really a, a, a top, um, top discussion and uh, let's hope that things get settled because that's not right. Yeah, top Thank man, Louis. Really good guy. It's Fine. been how many years, my oh, boy? You still don't know my chairs of joy. No need to go, just Radio take it cast. slow. And have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Makes me see the light. What about those tears? Tears believe my eyes. How's it make you feel? Makes me 